You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Although Bill Abernathy has been writing songs his entire life, he put his young music career on hold when life took over. After Bill's kids graduated and settled in their own life, he picked up his guitar and started playing again. In December of 2018, Billboard magazine named him as an emerging artist. Bill joins me in this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about his career and his latest project, Crossing Willow Creek. Good afternoon, Bill. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you very much, Greg. I'm excited to be here. Glad to have you join us uh, from Kansas City, right? Yeah, Kansas City, barbecue capital of the world, man. <laughs> Hot dog, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you, you were telling me you're having some decent weather right now. Yeah, we are. Uh, you know, it was about uh, you know 55 degrees up yesterday and high sky and blue, and it was pretty and very nice, and kind of went out and took a little hike with uh, with my new pup. Awesome. So, yeah, it was nice. Good. Well, nice you, you, uh, you're sharing our weather in Virginia today. We've got about the same. So, uh, yeah, good. Kind of nice. We got to got to find the blessings of 2020 wherever we can, right? <laughs> well, sometimes you got to look a little harder than others, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2020 is definitely an interesting gig. Oh so, my yeah. goodness! Yeah, we could we could get on a bunny trail there, couldn't we? I tell you what. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. let's let's uh, let's not do that. Let's talk about you and your music. And uh, um, y- you um, kind of had two uh, two iterations of your music career, if I understand uh, correctly. You you played for a while and put it aside, and then picked it back up again. Is that do I understand that correctly? Yeah. So you know, I always tell people I'm doing this music thing backwards, right? So the the idea is is that uh, you know you do music when you're young, right? Yeah. Um, so I did this, uh, and uh, you know, did the whole tour and traveling and all that stuff when I was a, a young pup. Um, and then uh, for a, a myriad of different reasons, I chose to step away from that and and have what I call a normal life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I had kids and raised my kids and, and uh, got the job, the career, and, and you know, all that. And uh, uh, went through that. I never really quit playing music, and I never really quit writing music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always, in uh, each of the, the homes that I had, I always had a music studio in those. So, you know, I continued to write and play, but, um, you know, the... Uh, the lifestyle of two kids that were both uh, uh, Division One athletes uh, does not lend uh, itself to a lot of spare time to sit around I'm and play sure the that, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, once they uh, once they got done with their college careers, and my son had a little short pro career, um, uh, I kind of went back in and said, you know, I've got these books full of songs, oh. and I just wonder. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, we took uh, we took some of those songs and went and, uh, and made a little uh, a little album that was really a purely acoustic thing, uh, and uh, a couple of those songs kind of you know people liked them and uh, they won a few awards and so we followed that back up with uh, another album that was called Find a Way uh, and it did really well and uh, then uh, subsequently we followed that up with uh, an album called Crossing Willow Creek, um, which actually has 
several of the songs from the acoustic album uh, on it, but uh, we produced them up. So, okay. Um, yeah, and so uh, and now we've uh, now we've uh, we've got a new single out uh, that's called More Than Meets the Eye. So um, it's been kind of an interesting ride, but uh, you know I've, I've found that uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun uh, to do it this way. And uh, I've also found that maybe I'm a little bit smarter than I was when I was 19. And so, you know, I'm, I might be a little bit better now than I was then. How's that? <laughs> That's funny. Did you um, <clears throat> did you grow up with music? Uh, what, what was your introduction into music as a youngster? Yeah, so I was the kid that uh, I was the baby of the family, and, and it was kind of a, a split family. So I had uh, sisters and brothers that were quite a bit older than me, uh-huh. and they were kind of into music. So my older sister was, was into church music, and my, my older brother, who was nine years older than me, was kind of into book music. And uh, so, you know, there was always that going on in the house, you know, and, and uh uh, my brother used to have these jam sessions with his buddies, you know, and I'd uh-huh. kind of watch them and, and, you know, kind of sneak in and watch them and try to figure out what they were doing. And that was really kind of my introduction uh, into music. And then, you know, it evolved from there, right? So, you you, uh, you know, you learn how to play a little bit. You learn a few songs. You know, the next thing you know, you're taking lessons. The next thing you know, you're going to the conservatory. The next, you know, so it just evolved. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I came from a musical family. I think that's the, it, it's it's uh, probably truthful to say that I've went further with it and, and chased it a bit harder uh-huh. uh, than many of than my other siblings. But uh, it's a lot of fun, a lot of good times. As a matter of fact, I just finished a little project with my sister. She wanted to uh, um, record a, a song for her kids, uh, and uh, so we I took her into the studio with my guys and. Uh, we recorded her song for her, so she's going to oh, give it to them cool. for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, yeah it's cool. That's a lot of cool. fun. So you had mentioned you had been kind of collecting songs along the way. Uh, I, I read in um, in your bio, I, I, I found this quote uh, pretty interesting. It says, you like to let my imagination wander through the memory and spirits of life events and see where it takes me. Um when you read back through that collection of songs and connecting with, I, I, I'm presuming, the, the person you were or the place that you were when you wrote that, um, does that does that conjure up the emotion then to to create the, the, the song, finish the song from that point forward? Tell me a little bit about that song process for you. Yeah, so I think that if, if you think about it, you know, if, if you're into music, right, uh, and, and a lot of people are, at different levels, right? But mm-hmm. you can hear a song maybe from back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. And that song will bring back, you know, where you were, who you were with, maybe what was going on at that time. You know, maybe you were, you know, it was a girlfriend at the time or, you know, whatever the case may be. And those songs have the ability to kind of take you back to that spot where you revisit oh, yeah. uh, all of those memories, right? Well, when you write a song, it's kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. right? So you, you okay. kind of have to... Uh, uh, you know, you get some idea, you know, and then you just play with it, you know, you just sit down and work through it, and it kind of brings back a lot of those memories, and uh, interestingly enough, my memory kind of sucks, but uh, when I sit down to write, uh, it can, just trying to put it to pen and paper uh-huh. uh, really, really brings back a lot of, you mm. know, the things that happened and the people that were 
around at the time and you know all that so uh it's really a nice flashback thing for me and and uh i enjoy that and of course you know when you're young you you go through you go through a lot of things that you know you probably sure. look back and wonder why you did that but uh <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, no, but it's uh, it's it's cool to kind of you know not only remember you know but then kind of let your imagination go you yeah. know and, and see see where it ends up. So yeah. Do, yeah, do you thing. have a um, uh, a process? Uh, do you like to get alone, grab a cup of coffee, go for a walk? What what is it that gets the gets the writing juices flowing for you? Is it is it a something the same all the time, or is it more organic than that? Yeah, I wish it were, there were a process so that I could sit down and quantify it and actually make some sense of it, but I can't. <laughs> so, you know, I've got to write on inspiration. Yeah, and okay. so, um, you know, something will happen. I'll see somebody or I'll hear something or, you know, I'd run into to, uh, somebody and then we start telling stories or, or you know, maybe I watch the news, uh, which is really what the more than meets the eye thing is all about. Uh, and, and it just, you just start thinking about it, you know, mm-hmm. and you go... Huh. Well, where could this go? You know, what what is an interesting thought here that I could kind of expand on, it and again let my imagination roll and, and see what happens. And so, yeah, that's kind of how it works. I'd like to tell you, you know, a professional songwriter. Yeah, they get up in the morning and they go, okay, I need to write a song for you know Joe Bag of Donuts, recording artist, and yeah. it needs to sound <laughs> like him, but it needs to be you know country ready or you yeah. know Americana or rock. Right. And they sit down and they crank it out, right? I'm yeah. not that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of rely on inspiration. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, when I get an idea, um, uh, I'll sit down and I'll write down a few lines and then I'll let it go for a while. I, I kind of liken it to making a stoop of all the weird things, right? So uh-huh. we, when you, the song is a bit like making a stoop, right? So you get all the bits, pieces, and parts, right? And you chop them up and you put them in the crock pot or whatever you're doing, and you start cooking them, right? And then you kind of taste it and you add a little bit, taste it, you add a little bit, and eventually you get to a point where you go, huh, it's done, let's have dinner. Yeah. And it's kind of like that with songwriting. Yeah. You know, I'll have an idea, rarely do I sit down and just complete the thought. Uh-huh. Uh, but it kind of cooks, you know, it's kind of cooking yeah. for a while. And then uh, at some point, all the little pieces come together and you know, it, it becomes it becomes what it is. You yeah. know, but you know, it could be you know nine thousand posty notes. You know, I wrote the bridge of a tune uh, in the shower one day. <laughs> you know, on the wall uh, <laughs> oh, no, because okay. it came yeah, it came to me. You know, in the shower. So you know, you never know. Yeah, you yeah. never know what is going to happen. Yeah. I, I just think that uh, yeah, I think music's kind of magic, and I think every now and then you get you're lucky and you get picked to write a particular. Yeah, so, I, I like the way you put that. Yeah, yeah. Do, do so you, I just um, gotta hang out and wait for somebody to pick me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when when you when you kind of relaunched yourself into this music career, was there a? Do you remember the point where you thought, you know what, I think I'm on to something here. This is actually working. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I can I can tell you exactly when it was. So. Uh, like I said, we recorded this pure acoustic thing that we don't even have available anymore. It's an album called Changes. And I was driving down the road, uh, going someplace for work, and just had the radio on, and, you know, I just 
wasn't paying any attention at all. And all of a sudden, I hear, you know, you hear a song and you go, hey, that sounds pretty good. I wonder what that is. And you turn it up and it happened to be me. Oh, wow. Right? So <laughs> one of the radio stations, you know, had picked up this tune and they were playing it. And, uh, you know, it got a lot of good response. And uh, uh, it won some stuff, you know, won some awards and that kind of thing. And I kind of looked at that and I thought, you know, I just wonder if there are enough old hippies out there that, that like this kind of music yeah. that it could be that it could be viable, yeah. you know. And so we kind of took off from there and, and uh, you know got better. I think I think we get better over time, right? So yeah. got a little bit better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I kind of, I looked at it and I thought, well, you know, what the hell? Let's take a run at it and see what happens. And uh, uh, to date, you know, it's been pretty good. Yeah. It's been pretty good and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I read where you, um, uh, you were Billboard's Emerging Artist in December of 2018. That that had to feel good. Yeah, that was a cool thing. You know, uh, you get, uh, that has a whole lot to do with who you work with, right? Right, so, sure. Uh, but Michael, Michael of uh, MTS Management, you know, he, he gets a lot of opportunities for his folks, and he's done a great job with me, and, and uh, I don't know exactly how he pulled that one off, uh, but he did. <laughs> yeah, you know? And sure. you look at the other emerging artists and they're, you know, 25-year-old hard bodies, and here's this old gray-haired hippie, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well. No, but that, that was cool. Ma- yeah. Management and image can take you uh, a ways, but you got to back it up. So, you know, there's uh, uh, there's something to be said for uh, who you work with, but uh, if the talent's not there, the talent's not there. So uh, I think uh, he might have opened the door for you, but you certainly earned the rest of it. Well, I think that, you know, again, uh, in today's world, it's all about trying to find your audience. Sure, right? absolutely. I, mean, I, know, yeah. I know that the 25-year-old hip-hop kid is not going to listen to my music. It ain't right. going to happen. right. Uh, but you know, figure out who your audience is, and then and, and uh, you know try to figure it out. You know, I mean, it's an ongoing <laughs> event for sure. Yeah. Uh, but you know, once you figure out kind of where your niche is, uh, then you you know you play to that. And, and uh, Michael's done a really nice job of getting me some opportunities and get that out there. And you yeah. know, uh, it's done well. You know, we've done well with it, so it's a lot of fun. Well, I think that's the game. You know, you find your tribe, you find your audience, and if you can if you can stay in that field with those folks, they'll take you. They'll, they'll go with you as far as you want to go, uh, and that seems to be kind of the new normal in the music world. Uh, I, it, there's a lot of tricks and and uh, theories and understandings that are involved with that, but uh, you know, when you find that, uh, it's a sweet spot. And uh, you know, if you can live in that sweet spot, you can ride that for a long time. Yeah, uh, so that's the whole, you know, the interesting thing about about being a singer, about being a singer songwriter, uh, and, and I kind of am proud of this is that I don't fit in a box necessarily, right? Yeah. I'm not necessarily a country guy, I'm not a rock guy, I'm not a folk guy, I'm not an Americana guy. I'm kind of all of it. You yeah, know, it depends on the song. Yeah, and uh, I've found that uh, that most of my audience, most of my fans, appreciate that there's some versatility. Right. Yeah. So they may be listening to you know one of my albums, and they'll go, "Oh, well, that's a country song." Oh, wait a minute, that sounds a whole lot like the Eagles. Or yeah. wait, wait, yeah. wait, that's rock and roll. Yeah. And that guitar sounds like Eric Clapton. Yeah. I had some cat do a review uh, uh, on uh, one of my songs the other day, and he said some of the guitar work reminded him of Jimi Hendrix. Now I'm just here <laughs> to tell you. I am not Jimi Hendrix uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but the fact that, you know, there was that little flashback moment for him, I thought that was cool. Well, you'll you take know? it, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
So do you do you have a favorite kind of venue uh, or a venue that you find yourself in with your fans most often when you when uh, obviously in the world that we get to go out in not not today but right yeah I, um, I enjoy playing live um, but you know when I was a kid I did all the big stuff right and played played great big shows and you know played in stadiums and did all that and there's it's cool don't get me wrong that's cool and obviously you make quite a bit of money when you do that right. Uh, but it's so many personal to me, you know. So what what I really focus on, you know, when we did our tour, we were lucky uh, that we got our tour in <laughs> in 2020. Yeah, uh, for sure. So, yeah, we got lucky. So so for whatever reason, I decided it looked like a good time to go to Colorado. Uh, to Colorado on tour in January. Got lucky with mm. weather. Just mm. saying. Uh, yeah. But we did uh, seven states. I think it was uh, in January. And, uh, you know, kind of a uh, mismatch of different venues, you know. So I played uh, some bigger shows, you know, for, you know, radios, radio promotions and all that, right? And, and uh, you know, with a few thousand people there. And then I also played some really small coffee shop type things, kind of in between shows. Oh, yeah, cool. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, to be honest with you, that's my favorite hmm. because you can actually see people. You know, you could see folks and sure. interact. You know, you can find out oh, maybe they're not this this style isn't really hitting home with these folks. So let's try something else. You know, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, so I really like that. So you know, my favorite venues are are you know audiences you know from fifty up to two fifty maybe um, listening rooms. Listening rooms. You know, I'm not a fan of trying to compete with the NFL game that's on right, the corner. Right, for right? sure. Uh, but. Uh, uh, that those are my favorite ones. Is the smaller, is you know the smaller, more intimate uh, places where you know. I mean, I could go just with my guitars, yeah, and and play, you know. And then if we if, if we get in a situation where we need band, we need band, you know. But yeah. uh, those are really my favorites because yeah. I, I really like to you know make contact with the audience and kind of get to know people. And you know, effectively, I'm a storyteller that plays guitar, so uh, you know, other people have stories as well. So, you know, yeah, it's, that that's by far my favorite. So the the current album is Crossing Willow Creek. You said that the uh, there's a new single on the way, more than meets the eye. Is that from that record, or is this a potential upcoming project that you're working on? Yeah, so this is a COVID gig. So um, uh, Crossing Willow Creek came out in '18, I think. And it's been doing its thing, and we've had, you know, multiple singles and hundreds of thousands of screens and, you know, all that, right? Mm-hmm. So my thought was, I'm going to go on tour, and when I get back from tour, I'll go in and, and, and do the next project. Oh, okay. Uh, well, then came COVID, yeah. right? So uh, getting in the studio, uh, you know, was not safe uh, and an intelligent thing to do. So what, what we decided to do is uh, uh, we, we've done a single. So I've never done this before. I've always done out. Uh, but we went in and recorded a single mm. and uh, have, have now released that. I think it's been out five, six weeks, okay. something like that, um, called More Than Meets the Eye. And uh, it will be part of a, a you know larger project later. Uh, but just just the logistics of getting you know people in and out of the studio and safe and masks and you know all that, uh, uh, I looked at it and thought, okay, we got one done now. I know for sure. Uh, that I don't want to do this. So we're going to wait until, you know, post-COVID yeah. uh, to go in and, and do the rest of the okay. project. But I did want to get the more than meets the eye single out because I think it's pretty relevant to what's going on 
Sure. Uh, in our world today. So. Sure. Yeah, and it keeps some traction out there for your fans, and so mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. So okay, so there's a new one on the way then, and so uh, folks want to get a hold of you and listen to your um, to, to the previous album, the Crossing Willow Creek. Want to listen to the single? Want to have some uh, interaction with you? What's the best way to do all that? Well, you know, in the world of social media, you can find it about any place, yeah. right? I always say that if uh, if somebody Googles Bill Abernathy and I'm not the first five hits, they need to call me because I need to talk <laughs> to some people. Uh, but uh, really, the best place to start is just my website. It's just BillAbernathy.com. Uh, and on there, you can see, you know, all the links to the various social media platforms, you know, and, and uh, uh you know, some of the press that we've gotten over the years and some breakdowns of some of the songs yeah. and the albums and pictures and, you know, and all that stuff. Uh, but that's really the home place. Uh, the first place to start is just BillAverdeffy.com. Yeah, okay. Well, good. Well, thanks, Bill. I certainly wish you well with the single, and uh, I hope for all of our sakes you can get in the studio again soon and, and uh, get the rest of the uh, music laid down so you can get your next project out and get out on the road and, and let us enjoy some of that music live. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I I, I have uh, always played, you know, double dips, right? So I had a corporate career, and then I kind of did the music on the side. I, I have now since retired okay. uh, from <laughs> my from my corporate gig. So now I'm trying to adjust to being a full time musician, and I don't really know how to do that. So I'm learning. Right, I'm learning. Well, <laughs> in, a, in a world that like doesn't really on. allow you to do that right now, so uh, it, it yeah, even you know, adds but, to it. But, uh, yeah, but there's opportunities. You know, I don't even know how many live stream concerts and, and all that kind of stuff that we've done. You know, so you know, utilize utilizing technology Absolutely. and all that's got some value. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, we've done tons of those literally all over the world. So, you know, there's a way. There's always a sure. way to do it if Absolutely. you really want to. So, uh, but no, go go check out the new single. It's called More Than Meets the Eye. Uh, it's got a really cool uh, lyric video that goes along with it out on YouTube, and uh, uh, I think it's pretty relevant to what's going on in the world today so uh i certainly had a lot of fun writing it and uh it's gotten quite a bit of uh response out there in the world so yeah check that one out yeah well thank you bill i appreciate it i've enjoyed talking to you me too man hey stay home stay safe stay smart be smarter than what they tell you to do on tv and you'll probably be just fine there (laughs) There you you go. go yeah yeah Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hanson, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 